cool. So I'm very, very excited to have Mike Dewey with us today. Mike is a content creator who started uh, uh, on YouTube and then moved on to many other cool projects, ended up being uh, working for Moment, uh, uh, which is what you do today, uh, and going through a travel magazine on the way. Is this right, Mike? Yeah, that's it. Okay, <laughs> I had cool. had quite a journey in the last six years. I've touched a bunch of things. So that's great. And, and you know, Wondercast really focuses on, on content creators. And I think since you've had a chance to touch content for the past six years, you probably have seen like a whole evolution. Tell me a little bit about what you've had the opportunity to see and how do you envision the, the future of content creation uh, with all the tools that are popping up out there? Yeah, you know, it's been, I, I think when I started in, uh, let's say, probably around 2015, the influencer and content creator world wasn't as big as it is now. And um, I, I came at it from a place of kind of just passion and hobby and interest. And I think over the last three or four years, it's exploded and turned into this much larger thing. Um, but I think that, uh, and there's obviously a lot of people that are trying to get into this space as well. Um, I think the the main thing that I've kind of like learned along the way is you kind of have to figure out when you get into this space if you're what the reasons are for doing this. Are you trying to run a business? Are you trying to, is this, is this like a, for fun? Is this a portfolio? Are you trying to put a passion pieces somewhere? Like that's the biggest thing that I, I think six years later I'm learning is that uh, you have to kind of, because if you're running it as a business, you need to obviously lean into certain trends. You need to make marketing deals and brand deals with certain brands. Maybe sometimes it's things that you don't necessarily want to do. Um, but, you know, and it's, it's just a completely, you have to have a completely different perspective on it. Um, but it's been an interesting path. I mean, things like that are things I've learned along the way and it's, it's ever evolving and it'll be interesting to see. I mean, I think it'll continue to grow bigger now that platforms like YouTube, you know, people can get paid to create high quality content on YouTube. You don't need to be on Netflix to have a popular show that gets a lot of views, you know? <laughs> right, right. And, and, you know, take me back to six years ago. Why did you start? Yeah, I've always had a, a deep love for traveling. Um, I was really fortunate early on um, in my life. Uh, I was about 18, 20 or so, and I went on a trip to Europe with my brother. It was the first time I kind of really left the country, and he took me on this trip to Europe, and we traveled together for a few weeks, and I just fell in love with just kind of being put outside of my comfort zone and traveling and, and learning about people that lived in different places. and though Europe is not super extreme in a lot of ways, it was an eye-opening experience for me that got me sucked into wanting to travel as much as I could. And, you know, from there, I basically used YouTube as a platform to just kind of share these stories that initially were just gonna be with friends and family. And then, you know, early on when I started uploading, I started seeing other people subscribe to my YouTube channel and I was kind of like, why, what are these people doing? Why are they on here too? Like, what's going on here? Um, and then the kind of audience started to grow organically. And um, yeah, it was, it was a pretty exciting time because at the time I was, I was doing graphic design as a full-time job at a tech company. And so I wasn't, I wasn't a filmmaker by trait. It was more of just a hobby on the side. Got it. And, and, I, and I know that you know, um, later on you started yeah. working with, with pretty much one of you know, the largest brands in the travel space, such as American Airlines, Lufthansa. Tell me a little bit about this. How did you get to do that? 
Yeah, you know, I think uh, the one nice thing for me starting the YouTube channel and being really excited about uploading content was that it, it they almost became spec pieces in a way of, of things that I could do with other brands. And I think that's obviously how a lot of YouTubers grow and build successful brands. But um, yeah, I, I had a travel magazine, Matador Network. They reached out to me um, and saw my YouTube channel. And um, basically, I started working for them and working on branded campaigns with tourism boards all over the world. So I started traveling for them, and I'd go on a shoot or two a month and come back. Sometimes they would be partnerships with tourism boards. Other times they'd be partnerships with um, airlines, sometimes car brands. And so um, it kind of just started to build up slowly. But the, the hardest part is just kind of starting and you know getting the YouTube channel running and starting to upload content and starting you have to create stuff on your own before you're going to get these opportunities like you're not going to get them right away it took maybe 50 or 60 YouTube videos that I didn't make a single dollar on before you know I started to have opportunities that were bigger like this with these bigger brands but and, and you know we hear I hear that a lot on this podcast that consistency basically gets you to to where people are right now in terms of content creation and, and brand awareness and etc but it, it seems to me like there is yeah. there there must be something else like uh, did you think when you were building the content or making the content sorry did you have any strategy in mind of getting to those brands of getting to this magazine of thinking how do i make content that you know that is is as is you know attractive for those kind of organizations or it was just you know pure making and it is what it is yeah, see, I mean, I think that's something that I had to learn the hard way. Um, I think when I started creating stuff, it was more so the perspective of just create the stuff that I like to create. Most of the content was just stuff that I was proud of. I just was excited about making something. And um, I think now, years later, the strategy I had was a little wrong. I think the, the best suggestion I can give to people now when you're creating content is to do it with um, intention and purpose. And also, to you need to consistently look at how different types of content are performing and what's popular right now. And um, the, the angle I took was lucky in that I was able to you know, grow 40,000 subscribers from just making videos that I really enjoyed. I think, and, and I was like proud of and happy with, but I think the channel now down the, down the road further helping other creators and working with other people, I think that you could almost take that 10 exit if you were to actually look into the data and see what's what's performing well on my channel, what types of content are performing well. Maybe I'll make some spec pieces if I really want to work with a brand like American Airlines. Like what kind of content is American Airlines doing? And I can go out and kind of make my own spec work to kind of replicate that process and hopefully get more work with a company like that. Cool. So yeah, I, I really want to dig a little bit more into this more analytical world world because you know, I'm talking to a lot of content creators. Most of them don't really understand, like, deeply how analytics work and how this can can help them really scale all of their creativity on the web. So how did you learn that? And, you know, what are the insights you would like to share with younger content creators uh, who wants to do the same? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, this is something that's probably, um, it's a little bit newer to me in the last three or four years, but... Um, I've been working at, at this company called Moment. Um, Moment's a kind of curated marketplace for creators. So we work, work with a lot of creators to figure out, instead of listing out a thousand cameras that are out there on the market right now, we kind of curated a marketplace that, that you can go to and you can look for some of your 
uh, favorite creators gear that they use. It's more of a curated list of things rather than everything. You're just going to get some things. And I think being at this company, the way that we run things is running things from a business. We have a decent sized social media presence. I think there's like six or 700,000 subscribers on YouTube. There's like seven or 800,000 on Instagram. And so wow. the way that we run all of our content though, is there's always, there's always strategy and intention behind everything. There's, there's a reference video that we're using. We're uploading reels and you know, even the paid advertising we do, we're reading into the data and the analytics to see what works. And if we test something that doesn't work, then we pivot from that and you know, try a different piece of content until we find, find things that stick. And six years ago, I would have never done that. I think it was just keep uploading the stuff that I like doing. And if the views don't work out, then it just doesn't work out. But now it's like my mind's coming from a business perspective of wanting things to obviously be successful and um, to drive you know, results. And I think now my mindset on things is just so much different now. It's about, you know, you got you to read into the data. You got to see what's performing well. If you don't, it's just kind of a passion portfolio piece in a sense. It's not um, a business. Interesting. Um, you know, you, you see so much, and, and I want to talk a little bit about moment as well, but you see so much uh, 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 of, of how content is performing in, in so many different formats. But by the end of the day, every successful creator, and I always like to take Jimmy, Mr. Beast as an example, um, who just donated his first sponsorship to a homeless guy somewhere in, I think, New York, uh, and just made a video about this and then just started reinvesting, you know, all of his uh, yeah. sponsorships. So there's every creator have some kind of hook that works out amazing for them yep. and that gives them this fundamental to grow from. How would you look for a hook if you yep. would be a, a, a newcomer to this world? Yeah, I think the first thing you need to do is just to do some research out there to see, you know, what are what are other brands doing that, whether other brands, creators, um, personalities, whatever it is, what are they doing that that you like that you would like to be doing as well, and and kind of do some research on that. Is it? Do you want to get into camera YouTube? Do you want to talk about like gear? Well, I think you should go out there and research the creators that are talking about gear and see what they're doing, and also look at the views and see what see what's performing well. If you're um, if you're a brand that's trying to grow your social media presence, look at other brands and see what they're doing. The ones that are successful that have larger YouTube followings and things. And, and then from there, I think it's just finding discrete uh, themes of content that you can test. So maybe one of them is if you're a content creator, it's like um, traveling uh, L London for $100 a day or something like that. And then the next video you test, you have a plan going into each one of your trips or your projects. So maybe it's how to do London for $100 a day. Maybe the next day you do, today I'm gonna test um, a food tour of London in 24 hours. And then the next video is like what I would pack to take to London. So that's three different concrete themes you can test. And then you can upload those and see how the results, you know, what the results are. And then maybe you'll find, oh wow, people didn't care about the food video, but the, the how to pack video, people loved it. So maybe you can lean into that. And that's how someone like Mr. Beast, you know, you find your formula, all of these, or maybe the people that have these videos that are like cutting things apart or, you know, putting it through a saw and seeing what's inside some random product. It's all about just finding that little, that little hook, like you're saying that, that hits. <laughs> Got it. Okay. That's, that's interesting. And, and you know, if I would, if I would throw you into the future somewhere five years from now 
in this digital landscape we're in right now, how do you envision the future of content creation and, uh, and, and, and video? Yeah, I mean, I feel like right now things are, things are growing and evolving and it's been interesting. I mean, 10, 10 years ago, people, a lot of people had cable subscriptions and they were watching cable at home, standard TV, and you just watch a TV show when it's on, not when you want to. And, um, you know, I think that a lot of ways like this online streaming world and things like TikTok and Instagram, it's um, completely changing things. I mean, uh, the short form content right now is, is just absolutely exploding. I think that's where a lot of, uh, there's like a lot of traction. It'll be interesting to see how that evolves. But what's also interesting is that people are getting away from this sense of um, polished content and people are wanting these more raw kind of real experiences, which is, which is interesting to me. It's tough as a creator sometimes. These are the things that um, you feel like, as like a filmmaker, I'm like, I want to create something that's this beautiful piece of work. And sometimes that's not the stuff that's working like right now. Like on YouTube, you could spend a bunch of time creating this beautiful masterpiece. But um, you know, the reality is this right now, you, people are uploading 20 second, 30 second videos on TikTok and Instagram Reels that are getting millions of views that they probably spent an hour on. Um, so it'll be interesting. I'm super curious to see how that's going to translate into the future. I think it'll continue to grow and evolve, but where it goes is, is really hard to say because I, yeah, I would have never guessed that, that we would go back to this kind of raw form of content and less polished. Um, I guess it's a more real attainable feeling for a lot of people to watch. Cool. So let's give a, uh, let's give a little bit of, of spotlight to, to Moment. Uh, what, what is Moment? Why is this so big and important? Uh, tell us a little more. <laughs> yeah. So um, I've been working at Moment for the last three years or so now. Um, what's really cool about Moment is the CEO decided that he wanted to build this brand and attach personalities to the brand. So... Um, other companies out there that sell camera gear, that's kind of our primary thing is we work with creators, but we're also a marketplace. Um, Moment found its initial traction with um, basically these lenses that screw onto your iPhone. So they were high quality cinematic uh, level kind of, or quality um, lenses that you could attach to your iPhone to adjust and change the lenses and things. This came out like in 2013, so it was, um, it was a, a while ago now, but we've kind of evolved and turned into this marketplace for creators. And as I said, there's kind of personalities attached to the brand. So if you go to Moment's YouTube channel, um, it, it almost acts as if it's as if they're influencers, even though it's it's a camera brand. So it's this kind of interesting hybrid. Um, but because of that, it's been a great place to organically grow a big audience of people that really care about Moment and some of the personalities that are on there. Um, and it's also built, so it's built a YouTube channel, it's built this Instagram platform. Um, and so currently we sell um, kind of a curate, curated lists of camera gear that we actually believe in that are tried and true. So we can go on there instead of getting, seeing a hundred drones, you can see three of our favorite drones. And um, the, the kind of team that I've been working on the most that's been exciting is um, we started it in 2019 and it was the online courses team. And so it was cool for us because I got to partner with a lot of the people, um, a lot of friends and some of the people that I've known in the digital space, a lot of other creators that I was really, that I really admired and work with them to build these online courses. And so we've done about 40 or 50 of them now and it's been awesome because we've been able to, you know, give creators some extra passive income on the side, but also build out this entire vertical filled with like some of the best creators out there in their own realm, whether it's film photography or drone, 
um, photography or you know how to shoot interviews and um, yeah it's a it's a great way for people to be able to learn from some of their favorite personalities online wow yeah that's exciting you know we are we're doing something similar but not similar we're trying to create you know we're trying to turn content into into uh, an income for creators, uh, specifically in the travel space. Yeah. And I always like any brand that does that because you know that better than me. Creators are spending so much time making those videos, investing time, and 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 the outcome most of the time is, is pretty weak. Uh, so any company yeah. that does better at this, I think it, it's yeah. a bless. Cool. I think the last question I have for you, which I, you know, is probably the most important one because there's so many creators listening to this podcast is yeah. if it, what do you give as a tip in 29, June 29th, 2022, <laughs> what is the main tip you give to creators to be successful? And the second question is how do you define a successful creator? Ah, nice. Yeah, those are great questions. Um, I think that uh, in terms of how to be successful, I think it's, you know, it's, it's a little bit what I touched upon already. I think it's, um, it's super important to figure out what's the, what's the goal of, like, what's the goal of your channel? And, and that actually kind of ties into your second question, too. Like, what do you define success as? Do you, want, do you want to build this huge Instagram account that allows you to travel all over the world? Do you want to build a sustainable YouTube channel? Are you trying to... Um, like, what's the end goal of this entire thing? Is this just a place for you to put um, videos from some of the trips that you do in your free time? Um, I think that's the number one thing. And then from there, if you want to turn this into something that's sustainable, that makes money, um, and that is um, that allows you to do it full time, potentially, I think that from there, it, you need to start thinking about it in terms of uh, a business. And you need to, in a way, it's really hard for creators and it's very hard for me too, but you have to kind of put aside your personal feelings on some of these things when you're making decisions and you have to think about it from a business perspective. And you have to look at, you know, testing out some of this content and seeing what stuff is working and constantly you need to every week or two weeks re kind of rethink and reanalyze what is the stuff that I'm doing that's performing well. And that's kind of, I think, my biggest key to success is to kind of don't keep doing, I see so many creators that just keep making the same type of types of content over and over and over again. And the videos just consistently, you'll see 50 or 100 videos upload, uploaded. And most of them don't have views. And then a few of them have a lot of views. And I feel like from there, I'm, you know, I would assume that a lot of times it's like, why not lean into the videos that have the views to kind of create more content like that? And sometimes it's not the, the most fun content, but that's how, I think that's how the brand's grow that's how your personality and your you know content creator channel grows is kind of by leaning into those metrics and seeing what performs well and I think that's my my biggest key is just to kind of you know consistently look at those things and analyze to see what's working it's not super fun as like a creative person to look at numbers and things but um, if you want to turn it into a business that's what you got to do <laughs> got it cool Mike thank you so much and I think one of the most important stuff that you said here is by the end of the day views are demand for your business and and if the views are high then there's a lot of demand for what you're doing and that's probably the best way to measure it uh, because that's a, that's what a successful business is uh, thank you Mike I appreciate it this was fascinating and I think this will be very very valuable to any creator who will be listening to this and thank you so much for your time Absolutely. No problem at all. Thanks for having me. Have a good one. You too.